Hello and greetings, everyone. Welcome to another Educator Innovator Hangout on Air. Uh, tonight is June 13th, 2017, um, and I'm your host for this Hangout. I'm Christina Cantrell. I'm Associate Director of National Programs here at the National Writing Project, and I'm based here in Philadelphia. Um, I'm really excited tonight. We get to kick off a three-part uh, conversation uh, that will extend into July. Um, and this conversation um, involves um, a book that Kira Baker-Doyle recently published. Um, uh, call, let me hold it up here on my little notes, but um, Transformative Teachers, Teacher Leadership and Learning in a Connected World. Um, so I'm really excited about this book, uh, about the um, educators highlighted in this book, the work that um, uh, is described. Um, I think there's a great blurb the Bud Hunt. I often quote Bud Hunt, and I'll, I'm sure Bud will make fun of me for doing this again, but he's on the back and he wrote this great blurb, and I think it, it helps to sort of highlight what this book's about. So he writes, this book is a reminder that the transformation, that transform, transformative teaching didn't begin with the internet. There's a rich history of teachers and learners working together to explore and better the world. So I'm really excited to be here to talk to two educators whom I know have been working for a long time in this area, way before the internet. Um, and we've been colleagues and we've learned from each other along the way. We're actually all in Philadelphia too, which makes this super special. And um, so I'm just really excited to be here. So Kira Baker-Doyle is here, the author of this book, and Sam Reed, one of the educators <clears throat> highlighted in this book and a colleague of mine from the Philadelphia Writing Project. So excited that you're both here. Thank you. Um, and thank you for anyone who's uh, tuning in, either um, watching the archive or if, if you're live here today, we're really excited to have you with us. Um, we'll be tweeting and sharing some links out at the hashtag connected learning. So if you have thoughts or questions or ideas that you'd like to put forward and, and bring into our conversation, we encourage you to do so and to tweet them to us and then we'll pick them up and bring them into our uh, talk tonight. Um, every link and uh, that we mentioned too during the show and resources we will also post with the archive of this show so you can easily get to everything that we're talking about there. Okay so without further ado I'd like to get started and I think we should just do a first round of introductions so you guys can just um, introduce yourselves, say what brings you here today and what you're really excited to talk about. Sam you're to my left maybe you could start. Hey, hey, Christina, uh, thanks for having me. It's a real honor. And uh, for everybody out there on, on uh, the internet world, um, a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Reed. My, my, my first name is Sam. Um, but my students call me Reed, so I've kind of taken on this new moniker. I'm calling myself Reed. Like, you know, like James Bond, like Bond, James, right? And so my name is Sam Reed. And my tag is uh, I teach my students to read, write, and make sense of the world. And um, I teach at this really uh, awesome school called the U School, which is an innovative uh, competency-based, uh, mastery-based high school in Philadelphia, part of the Innovation Network here in Philadelphia. And I've been fortunate to be a member, teacher consultant of the Philadelphia Writing Project for a number of years. And through uh, the Writing Project, I met with Kira, 
followed her work extensively. Her work has influenced my work, and I'm 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 happy that I was like profiled in her book. And I mean, I was profiled in her book, but prior to her book, she started a blog series where she was like doing this, uh, you know, lifting up transformative teachers, and then to see it coming become a book is really really awesome. So I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing and um, uh, sharing with folks today. That's great. Thanks, Sam. Okay, Kira, you're up. Hey, everybody. Um, yeah, so I, uh, as, as um, Christina already introduced me somewhat, uh, I'm a professor at Arcadia University, which is right outside of Philadelphia. And uh, I was born and raised in Philadelphia and taught in Philadelphia beforehand, so I have very deep roots in this city. Um, and um, and really committed to kind of the teachers of this city particularly, but also um, thinking a lot about urban education, thinking a lot about how to, um, like Sam said, raise up, support um, teachers, um, especially teachers who are organizing uh, for social justice and, and equity um, in the urban communities. Um, and a lot of my research in the past has been on this question of how we can build networks of support um, as teachers. Um, and I use this kind of newfangled theory for education called social network theory, which really helps to um, get um, a, ver a very kind of a vision of, of how our, our networks, our relationships map out um, and how that the, the mapping out of our relationships if we understand that, we can understand a little bit more about um, what resources and support and information we have out there in our community in, in, with the people that we work with. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Um, I'm sure we'll get deeper in, into the book itself, but that is some good background. Excellent. Thank you, Kira. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I. Um, just to introduce myself and my interest in this too, actually. Um, so, um, you know, this this book is very interesting um, to me. I mean, I've worked with Kira and, and Sam and learned with them for years. And then this book is really interesting to me in the way that it brings some of the work around connected learning and some of the social justice um, work and organizing that I've been seeing teachers do for many years together into this sort of dialogue that I think is really strong and powerful. And so tonight we were going to talk about, we're going to take the book and sort of take the different uh, parts of the book over the next few weeks and sort of have a chance to, to talk through it and um, think about these pieces together because I think they are very much there's 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 a lot of pieces coming together here in dialogue I I believe and you know so let's talk some of that through and 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 share um, you know open up further conversations around this work so um, personally it's very exciting to me to see and also as working with the writing project we intersect with a lot of different networks so seeing all these different networks in and all these teachers within this um, uh, world that uh, Kira sort of brought a lot of us together in this book and I think that's super um, thrilling and exactly what we need to do in an increasingly connected world. Um, tonight we're really going to focus on sort of the first part which is what is a transformative teacher that's the first part of the book and so we can sort of explore that a bit 
uh, tonight. Um, in July, we'll talk, we'll do a second part around designing, organizing, and leading in a connected world. So kind of the next layer of that. And then um, in part three, we'll talk about um, sort of transformative teachers and educational change. So more on a sort of systems level um, and thinking uh, more widely about our networks and our organizations. Um, of course, all of this is intermingled within each other within all of these um, pieces. So I'm thrilled that we can, we can uh, work on this together and have this opportunity. So thank you both for being here. Um, so I, um, so when I started reading this book, I sort of loved like the first sentence. <laughs> um, so Kira writes, um, in 2010, I met a teacher who helped to initiate a change in my understanding of transformative teacher learning and leadership in the digital age. That teacher is Samuel Reed III. So it's a great sort of opening of the story. And I would love for you guys to talk about sort of that relationship that you fostered over time and its importance for this work around, you know, what is a transformative teacher and um, what does it mean to be in a connected world? I don't know who uh, you so want us to come in first. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go ahead first, Sam? Yeah, so I mean, when I when I read that as well, like it kind of like whoa, like it was awesome, but it was also like, yeah, we, we um, like this work that we do on a data. We just, I, I mean, we're doing it, but when you really look at, uh, it's beyond like technology, it's beyond the internet, and the fact that, uh, like, I see this uh, working and and like collaborating with with. Kira is it really really comes out, and um, basically what what it what it what it points out to me is like there's this hybrid like there's this online space but then there's this face to face space and like the online space happening in of its own self is it's okay but that's not where the real power happens. The power happens when you bring that that hybrid uh, aspect together, and at the same time it's like the pace in which uh, you know, technology and the internet is like transformed, like just even like thinking about the gig economy and how, uh, you know, we're, we're using, we're leveraging social media and the like, but like, how do we use that uh, for, for real life projects? And how do we like allow our students to use it? How do we allow ourselves to use it? And uh, like just being, um, again, profiled and featured in, in the in the book was really um validating for for the work that the work that we're doing and again this is like work that everyday teachers are doing all the time yeah and so i i would jump in and say that um i think sam and i have been learning from each other for a long time um and it's been a really um really great uh experience to be able to be someone who has at this point i i am able to um get a glimpse of um not only sam's work but the work of many teachers that work with him um work you know and and across and teachers that are kind of across the country who are doing similar work 
and try and bring some of those stories together to build out a larger kind of narrative and story of change, of transformation. But for me, it's also a very real kind of one-on-one -on -one learning from, um, from educators. And particularly from Sam, you know, he's been working, I've been learning with him since my early days in looking just at um, networks in general, not just online networks, but uh, you know, um, a while, my, I guess when I just first came out of grad school and my dissertation work was in looking at how teachers build networks of support, I kind of started talking with Sam about these ideas and he was interested and it was really interesting to me to see how he kind of took this up in his own work, how it informed his work um, and how he changed it and, and, and transformed it to uh, make sense of it in his context and also within this context of the digital the digital world. Um, and so, you know, it was funny because I wrote this book way back, uh, The Network to Teacher, way back before a lot of teachers were even thinking about being online. And everyone kept on asking me, well, is your book, is your network to teacher about teachers online? And I said, no, it's just about relationships. But then I started thinking, maybe I should do something about teachers, um, both inhabiting those online spaces and those, those, those teachers that are um, you know, also taking advantage of some of the digital spaces to organize. And I realized that they're right here, right? Sam's right here. <laughs> um, and so I can learn, uh, and we can all learn from um, the ways in which um, teachers are really thoughtfully leveraging some of um, the connected technologies are out there. Um, to do what they've always done, these transformative teachers, um, to work for social justice and equity in their classroom and to connect with other colleagues and lift up this, the profession on the whole. So, um, so it's, been, uh, it's been really a joy to um, be that person who's able to um, hear all these different stories and be a part of all these different stories and also be a part of the relationships with other teachers. Um, and then have the opportunity to share those stories. I see myself as just someone who can um, broadcast the work that um, that I see, um, the good work that I see that's being done on, um, uh, you know, around the U.S. and around the world. Yeah, that's great. And um, I sort of love the, you know, this idea, it's just about relationships. And I feel like what I really appreciate about your book is that it like starts with those relationships and actually those relationships are core to the work, whether it's online or um, in face-to-face -face spaces and then how those relationships unfold. So, and I often think there is sort of a key relationship that enters you into different networks and communities of practice that, you know, um, and I think it's lovely that we can kick off this series with Sam here as one of your, um, <laughs> one of the like, like the one of the core relationships that started to build um, those dialogues. So that's, that's great. Yes, yeah, so Christina, yeah. if you don't mind, yeah. I just wanted to hop in and uh, piggyback uh, or veggie back off of what Kira said in terms yeah. of like how <laughs> her, her book, uh, The Network Teacher, was like so fundamental. And uh, one of the key takeaways was that she talked about like develop, like mapping out your network, right? And so, and when you're faced with a problem and you want to think about how to leverage, like how to leverage social capital, 
uh, mapping, doing that mapping was like is really critical. And I can give you a case, a case in point. For example, I was teaching at a middle school that was on the closing blocks, right? And uh, we were, you know, like a lot of schools were being closed around in our district. And I developed. I looked at my. I looked at my network. I looked at teachers. I looked at students. I looked at uh, media makers. And using all of those avenues we put on a campaign to actually stave off the closing of our school right and so stu i had students uh become activists writing letters making testimonies i worked with the media mobilizing project we put we put on a uh, we, we produced the video we had our puppets from spiral cute <laughs> spiral puppet theaters which we did a puppet a puppetry project that wasn't related to like the school closure but we brought out the puppets and when it was time to like bring notice to our plight, our puppets were out there, right? And so like it was literally mapping out our resources, including puppets, including people, including media, to put on this campaign that actually like helped to um sa save our school. Only although it was in ended up being temporarily because eventually this this year is actually uh, getting shut down. But um, it was it was it was through this in, this intentionality of of looking at networks and then I, I moved to this the new school where I'm working at the U school and on our first year our principal the first thing he makes us do is let's do an asset map of our community and our resources and this was our principal having us in our in our first orientation uh, go around the neighborhood and like map out where do, what are the resources what can we leverage to like uh, connect our students with learning and connect the community to ourselves. And so, um, yeah, that the book uh, Connected Learning was real foundational. And then this current this current iteration of uh, Transformative Teacher, and I'll let Kira talk more about it. She talks about um, these agentive tools, right? And th these are some of the, these, I've like, through creating this map, I've kind of used those tools and she can she can elaborate more on, on that, but that really is resonating with me in, in this, uh, the transformative teacher. Great, Sam. That's a, I, I mean, having been here during that example, that's a powerful example of um, the ways communities can come together, including the students, including the, you know, the things you built during the year, you know, like that's, that's really powerful. Um, Kara, do you want to elaborate on this idea of agentive tools and agency in this work? Yeah, um, and this is something that we're going to talk a lot about in our second um, webinar uh, because in that second webinar, we're going to focus on uh, collaborative work and the ways in which teachers are organizing and develop kind of collective agency and collective power and the kinds of practices they use to develop that collective power. So uh, I'm going to put a pin in that because <laughs> it is a really powerful piece. But before we get into to thinking about the collective work, it's good to also think about um, the individual kind of mindset habits of mind and the kinds of um, ways of thinking, uh, ways of being that many of the transformative teachers that I've worked with um, kind of take on and 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 try to um, try to learn more about. So I, I talk. We'll talk a little bit about that. I'm sure in this webinar too. And I, and I also want to kind of back up um, and say, um, you know, the core of 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 what 
uh, Sam's story um, speaks to is that there's a need that Sam sees a need as a teacher, and it's a it's a need around that's that's kind of very much based in a social justice and equity. Um, and I see a really strong relationship between that need, the need that I, teachers identify um, when they see that their students' needs are not being met, um, that their educational, uh, that something in that educational institution or environment is lacking. And when teachers are, are feeling like they need a voice, they need power to help meet those needs, then it's the network and the, the organizing that becomes really, really important. You see that in his story. And I think I, I'm gonna shift a little bit into this talk of the digital because we haven't talked that much about the digital, right? So we're in this time period right now where the digital is very, very prevalent. It's hugely prevalent right now in all our, our politics, right? We see it every day, we live it, and yet, there's up there seems to be a little bit of a disconnect between literature and research on teachers who are really organizing for um, for equity and social justice and the digital and it's coming more but I think one of the reasons that there's been a disconnect is that um, a lot of the digital discourse is very much framed in a corporatist market-based um, consumer kind of perspective and Folks who are, are, are looking to organize for social justice, looking for meeting the needs of children, it doesn't feel right. There's, some, there's a disconnect there. And what we need to do in some ways is to disentangle um, the, the connection between the digital and the corporate or the digital and the consumer kind of perspective and see um, ways in which um, teachers can leverage connected technologies, digital spaces, to do the same kinds of things that they're doing um, on the ground, face-to-face, -face, um, and, and, and more in different ways, right? And what I've tried to do in this book is look for folks who are already exploring this and who are starting to um, innovate around this and, 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 and build, um, build networks and relationships in this way. And I would say that it's emergent. Right, um, it that it's happening, but in some ways, because there's not a lot of conversation out there, I would say National Writing Project actually is at the forefront of bringing those conversations out there and telling those stories. But because there's not a huge amount of conversation that links the social justice um, perspective and the social justice organizing with the digital and the kind of connected educator um, perspective. Um, then, then we kind of lose out. So I'm really hoping to, to bring some conversations together around that through this through this work and, and highlight some highlight some teachers who 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 are working through that and, and figuring out how to do that. I would. Um, it makes me. I mean, the way we've been at Educator Innovator and um, thinking about connected learning um, and that connected learning is about like the shared purpose, for instance. So that, that you know, that need that, that Sam, um, that you talked about and that motivated the Save the Schools campaign. And I imagine it's the same need the students were feeling, right? I mean, that, that that's, that's a, a shared purpose that was able to be fostered. And I do feel like these pieces um, sort of get, lost in the the connectedness around digital i really agree with you that like you know 
that, that actually shared purpose can happen in lots of different spaces. And there are powerful ways that shared purpose can happen online as well as offline. And that we actually have a great deal of knowledge about how it ha historically has happened, right? So tapping into that and fostering that, I think that's really important. Um, in your um, book, you write about sort of some key influential cultural movements that you feel like um, really help to, I don't know how you would say this, like they sort of help to um, influence and get at what what's happening here. I'm not sure if that's how you would, but um, one of them you name is participatory culture. So maybe we could talk a bit about that. Grassroots community organizing um, as a sort of key fundamental piece that influences this work. And then also teacher inquiry. Um, and I'd love to think about those three pieces together. Um, uh, do you want to kick us off with that, and then we'll, um, or, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you frame that for us, and then we can talk about it a little bit. Okay, sure. So, um, you know, I really wanted to um, lay, um, put out the landscape for folks in this beginning part of the book of all the, uh, of some of the really um, key movements that are shaping uh, the the work of transformative teachers and the work of ed, you know education more broadly speaking and um, and talking at, to many of the teachers do doing lots of in depth kind of look at some of the organizing and organizations that the teachers are involved in it's uh, what I saw were that there were these three what I called cultural movements that seemed to kept coming back and also overlapping in really important ways, right? So participatory culture, which is, uh, you know, being coin, 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 coined by uh, Henry Jenkins, is this idea in which, you know, I think it was rooted in this kind of the, fan, the fa idea of fandom, that, that fans kind of have some agency in shaping the, the conversation around um, their, their, a shared, um, shared interest. But then I think it grew, over time to communities of, of folks who are really trying to um, uh, both build their own practice, learn about, uh, and it, it could be any kind of practice, right? It could be like anything from knitting to gaming to um, uh, running, whatever, but that they're coming together around a practice to help each other get better. And that they're sharing some of the insights, some of the things that they've created or discovered um, in that way. And they themselves are pushing the learning forward, pushing that field forward, right? Um, and so that seemed to be triggered even more by the digital because there were now these spaces where people could um, find people halfway across the world who were interested in learning the same XYZ, right? The knitter who's on in Philadelphia and the knitter who's in um, San Francisco who are working on the same stitch can talk to each other, right? So that broadens that out. So the participant, there was something about the triggering of the digital and participatory culture and this idea of sharing, collaborating to, to improve practice that was very resonant with a lot of the teachers that I work with and also resonant, obviously traced back to this broader um, participatory culture um, that was shaped by the digital. Then for a long time, we've also 
I would say a longer time, the idea of teacher inquiry has been around. Um, and you know, this is about teachers taking charge of their learning, of their profession, um, learning from what they're doing, learning and, and bringing that learning back into their practice. Um, a lot of it overlaps, right, with this partic participatory culture. And then thirdly, there's this idea of um, community organizing. And that really centers the work on the social justice perspective, organizing for power, or um, using certain strategies to build relationships um, and, and build coalitions um, to organize for power um, and organize for change. And what I saw is that these, like historically, all of these cultural movements started kind of overlapping in really important ways for teachers. Um, and that the digital allowed them to push that even even further. So you see uh, collective problem solving, strategic use of multiple kinds of public spaces, both online and offline, right? Um, you see a real sense of expertise grounded in the, the folks who are doing the work, right? All of that overlaps in, in, in those areas and um, are, are, I would say, really core characteristics uh, principles of, of transformative teaching, um, whether or not you are digital, even though we can see that digital, the digital has had an impact in, in, in sh shaping those uh, particularly participatory culture movement, but some of the other movements as well. Wow, yeah, I mean, that, that the bringing those together really resonates for me in terms of what I've been seeing. Sam, what do you, um, I guess, I. Just to say, I'm really excited too to bring participatory culture and teacher inquiry with grassroots um, organizing. And I know, Sam, you've been doing a lot of that kind of work um, in Philadelphia um, over time. So it is a it's a it's a provocative space that I think you know a lot about. So I'd love to hear you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, also kind of makes me think of some some of my colleagues in Philadelphia, like Anissa, Juan, Rob, and Kelly. Mm -hmm. uh, who are active uh, leaders in the teacher action group. And one thing we started realizing is that like, like the power of stories and like how stories move movements. And so uh, in our early, like earlier days of uh, becoming these teacher activists, like we knew we were, I wouldn't say we're up, like up against these pressures of like the corporatization of, uh, you know, messaging and media and like, what can we do? Like, how can we, how can it, sometimes it looks like it's so unsurmountable, right? Like who are we as teachers? Cause you know, we have to, we, we have to teach and we have to raise our families and say, you know what, we need to do this campaign around like flipping the script. And so we came up with a whole year campaign of like flipping the script. And basically when we were flipping the script, we were using uh, media, using networks to tell the stories that we wanted to be tell. And some of those stories were like just getting together and face to face, like doing a story slam. But sometimes those stories were like creating a, a, a blog or creating, um, uh, you know, Instagram or uh, a Twitter, a hashtag, or like using these tools to like tell the story of teachers, of everyday teachers. And um, um, like here is, featured a, a, a bunch of uh, a, a bunch of us in our work and again like it's just ordinary teachers doing the extraordinary stuff that we do all the time and that's what makes this book like really so powerful 
Yeah, I want to highlight that is that I didn't want to create this myth of the super teacher that people kind of felt like this is impossible. I wanted to help tell the stories of people who are doing this work and they're doing it um, in part because there's that, that need, that's at the core of the need, but also they are really conscious of how important finding others to support their work and building those, net, those support networks are. And that, that, that is a, a really important source of the power. All those folks you can see are really, they don't feel alone because they're actively finding ways to connect, finding ways to build relationships. And I'm not, it's also not to say that every challenge is met with glory, <laughs> right? Um, that oftentimes you're pushing forward and, and, there's, and you don't win every battle, but that you have that community um, with you and, 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 and that helps you kind of um, feel a sense of uh, sustainability. Um, and I would also say um, what Sam said about telling stories was also something that resonated across many of the um, teachers that I that I talked with and interviewed for this work. Um, that it was very it was when I talk about um, the characteristics of transformative teachers um, and highlight some of those characteristics. One of those ways of knowing that um, that is critical is thinking about the role of stories and voice. Um, and how not just for teachers and their work and and organizing for change, but even within classrooms um, And you can see at this parallel. I don't know if it's parallel, but you can see with a lot of teachers They're not only trying to um, raise um, Their voices outward and uh, collectively and, and share their stories But they're also trying to help their students share their stories and, and flip the script about them so that's that seems to be a very important piece of of this of the characterization of today's transformative teachers, I would also kind of tell some stories. So, um, Sam already mentioned Kelly and Anissa. Um, we can broader thinking broader. Um, talked with folks at um, EduColor and specifically with um, Jose Luis Wilson, who is one of the folks who started to organize EduColor. EduColor is a hashtag. Um, community it's not just hashtag but it the hashtag kind of creates this centering for the community and they have regular um, meetups online as well and, and conversations online and they also meet offline and they have all kinds of ways to connect but their purpose is also around storytelling in a sense um, in terms of change um, pushing the dialogue forward around race and education um, saying those saying the things that haven't been said or people are, are afraid to say or or don't know don't don't feel safe saying and finding finding ways of pushing that a little bit forward so again um, that uh, that theme of storytelling comes up uh, and and collective the collective work to support each other in the storytelling that you're not out there by yourself um, and then uh, Interestingly, you know, I do some work looking at uh, the rise of ed camps, um, and ed camps, you know, are not so. There's they're hybrid. They're somewhat online, somewhat off offline, and in, in a lot of kind of meeting in groups. Um, they're also constantly telling stories about their work, and that's how the word of the of that um, real movement um, has gotten out is through this 
real urgency to spread the word about the work and to connect with others and get others involved. So I'll, I'll leave it at that for, for now because I'm sure there's other questions. I was uh, trying to tweet to all those networks because they're pretty powerful networks that you mentioned. Sam, did you want to jump in there? Um, I'll, I'll chime in. I'll chime in because I think you're going to lead us somewhere else. And so I don't want to like sidetrack. Oh, go ahead. I mean, it's, yeah, we're, we're pretty free flowing. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, um, I, I think, I, uh, I just wanted to peg in, I mean, chime in about like how, uh, this, like using and working with students as, as well as helping students to flip the script. And so, uh, and then how using like these design thinking principles to kind of move the work along. And what, what, what I've noticed in, uh, in design thinking, particularly in our practice uh, at the new school where I'm working, where we, we kind of center our work a lot around design thinking is that we always, um, we kind of start with this like bet mapping process where we're like thinking about the end in mind and then scaffolding opportunities and experiences where we can use like curriculum where students are learning like the core fundamentals of reading, writing, and making sense of the world, but then they're also producing relevant things that mean something to them as well. And I, I, I just think that's like real super important. And then the opportunity that we get to like highlight and showcase the, the power of, of student voice and uh, like, uh, we had a, an, I have an example of uh, one of our students who was working uh, around the letters to the president. Um, and I mean, we're going through, he's going through the, pro he developed a, a really sound, um, you know, letter to a president, but he was into poetry and he's like, I want to turn this uh, letter into a poem. And so he, he turned it into this uh, spoken word piece and it was really powerful but he also was interested in film. He's like, I, I want to take this, um, this poem and make it into a, a documentary. And so then he turned it into a documentary and it was so evocative, so powerful. Uh, you know, then I nominated him for the National Liberty Museum. For, uh, he got nominated for a WHYY Youth Media Award. And like, just the power of like designing this really, um, taking the letters to the president, designing curriculum around that, and then allowing kids to like find their voice and connect with that is just really, really powerful, uh, really powerful platform. And I think we need to find more ways to do this for our, our students because otherwise, like if they're not connecting with uh, the learning, then what's the purpose, right? And so, it, uh, Again, that's that's what I was that's that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, I was also thinking about that too, um, because the, this power of making it it you you hear it in all these stories. Kira, do you want to talk about that a bit? Yeah, I when when Sam started sharing this story, um, I immediately thought to another kind of key characteristic that um, a highlight that came through in a lot of the the folks that I talked to. And that is this, um, both a commitment to um, learning through pr 
through through doing the production orient, like thinking about production oriented kind of learning and work, which also ties back to connected learning and very, it, you know, very, very clearly. Um, and kind of that design oriented thinking. And then also kind of multi, like the importance of multimodal learning, right? Like um, that, that we um, experience and produce our learning in all kinds of um, media and modes and, 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 and ways and that, um, and that helps us grow and learn more, right? I see, uh, I, and again, I saw that parallel from both the, the teachers in the classroom to the teachers organizing with each other, right? So we see this real embrace of art and making and design um, also in the, the organizing of, of bringing teachers together around a common issue or a common question or something like that, which I thought was, um, you, know, you know, really telling. It makes sense that if you're doing that in your classroom, you're doing that for your profession. But I also thought it felt a little bit different because this is breaking outside of that very top-down structure of, um, not only breaking outside of the very top-down structure of, of traditional professional development, but it's also breaking outside of the kind of norms of texts, what textual production means, what it means to be using all kinds of materials and things like that. So it was exciting kind of see, see that. Um, trying to think of like uh, some examples. Um, I mean, Sam's already given you the examples <laughs> in, in a lot of these ways. Um, but I, I really, um, one of the things that um, I recall, I think, um, was uh, Josh Block, who is also a Philly teacher. Uh, uh, he does a lot of work in his curriculum that also expands out into the kind of his broader connections with scholars, with uh, teachers and educators and, and folks. And he did this project called the Social Justice Alphabet, where kids kind of um, created these incredible photographs. I wish I had the link for you. I'll give it to you later. But these great photographs that represented every letter of the alphabet and the word, a social justice kind of related word. And they kind of um, put these giant photographs on all the windows of the school facing out. So this is a downtown school. Everyone who's walking by is seeing these kids kind of like represent this alphabet in this new way. Um, and he shares it on his blog. He shares it then to um, a group, uh, I think he writes for Edutopia. Uh, so he spreads it out um, beyond just the classroom walls. So it rises above the level of, um, of the, the making in the class to making in um, connecting with other educators and not even just educators, you know, folks who are maybe interested in education, right? So. Yeah, that made me think of uh, here in Philadelphia when we were facing a bunch of layoffs and Anissa and Kelly and other folks, but the folks that were a part of like the Working Educators Caucus developed a, a campaign that kind of like tapped into this, uh, flipped the script where they created uh, Faces of the Layoff and simply like went around having teachers take, you know, selfies or pictures of like folks that were being laid off or the impact of laying off and like blasting that. And it, it had like a real resonant uh, impact. And again, this is just teachers using like things that we may do with our students, but then now like we're flipping the script and using it for uh, projects that could have, that had direct impact on, you know, 
on, on us as well. But you guys remember that campaign, <laughs> the face of the Leo? Yeah, it's awesome. I just uh, found a link about it at the Media Mobilizing Project. Um, so we should tweet that out. And I got um, the SLA Social Justice Alphabet still has a beautiful web page where you can see all the work that the kids did too. I would say um, that that was a really powerful, it, it was very powerful. I, I remember seeing those, those pictures and um, the way that it resonated, not just with me, but you know, folks outside the community. And I also say to remind folks, you know, the balance of that was happening um, and projecting those stories. And on the inside, of, and, and Sam could probably speak to this, there's also a real need to kind of build to, that it, it does, the organizing doesn't just exist in those broadcasted kind of spaces. That I, I uh, went to um, one of the tag book groups last year. They have a book group every summer. We're, Sam and I are leading one this year. <laughs> but last year I went to one, it was, uh, the book was Secrets of a Successful Organizer, because I'm trying to learn about all the organizing. And one of the most po um, poignant things that um, one of the organizers said is that, you know, the most important thing is the, the phone call and the text, reminding people by phone call and text to come and show up and come and come to the meeting and building those and, and also just the face-to-face -face sitting down and having coffee together about, about stuff. So I think we don't want to like, we want to remind folks that, um, that these digital are really important for amplifying voice and, and for putting and, and for, and flipping the scripts and sharing the stories. And at the same time, it's really critical to build the roots deep by by fostering relationships on a kind of closer level so it has to be happening at the same time um and i'll let kind of sam jump in yeah yes i, I just want to talk about like how uh the work of transformative teachers is also like kind of transforming pd right professional development and so this professional the professional development uh, we're looking at avenues of like connecting with community. We're looking at avenues to connect with one another. Uh, we're leading some of the PD, like our summer book group. So it's, that's like professional development. We're going to get together. We're going to read intently a book or two. Uh, and sometimes out of that book becomes an inquiry to action group. And then through that inquiry action group, that becomes a way of forming a, 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 a new a new campaign, right? And so um, it's, it's really important to think about like how transformative teachers are also transforming uh, professional development, but also because we become interested in uh, like learning, like using media tools or using, um, uh, you know, social media that we, we, we may go to professional development that's not really necessarily teacher professional development. So we may go, for example, to Media Mobilizing Project to become a media fellow. Mm -hmm. And then through the media fellow, we get connected with Media Mobilizing Project. And then Media Mobilizing Project now is doing campaigning to help not only educators, but like nurses or fire, fire, firemen or, you know, like these interconnected um, nodes, which bolsters teachers work when we need support. And, Again, we don't do this work in isolation, and that's that's really important. But 
but I, I really wanted to just mark the, um, that transformative teachers are also transforming professional development. And it's even being recognized, I think, by, you know, institutionally by school districts. For example, in Philadelphia, there's uh, a PD series that is totally led by teachers. And teachers propose, um, you know, uh, teach lessons or sessions and uh, bring in community partners. And it's, it's, it's that's been really powerful to, to like, see the district kind of, like, allow teachers to kind of lead this, um, you know, professional development. Um, and then even when they're doing, uh, like we had a teacher symposium that was totally led by the district, but they put a call out to teachers and, you know, these networks to help facilitate that professional development. And again, it's the transformative teachers that are, that are doing this work. And so in some ways, uh, transformative teachers are, 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 are being recognized um, and being valued. And that's, that's really important as well. Because again, that, that, that validates our work and it makes us want to keep doing it. And so it's, that's really important. Yeah, and I would say that um, Sam is telling a local story uh, that is is really powerful, and that that's not that that pattern is not just local. That we see a lot of the, when those kinds of efforts um, by teachers come together, they really do bear fruit in terms of professional development. And I would say you can see. I think the Ed, Ed Camp has had a like an interesting impact on professional development. I mean, this Department of Education held an Ed Camp or a couple Ed Camps last year, um, which says a lot that they that they they were converts, right? Um, and their language changed in like the Department of Education. This is last year, but the language about professional development and teaching changed significantly in the last two or three years and it started to match a lot of the a lot of the language that was being put out by teachers about what leadership means about what it means to kind of participate in, and 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 lead professional development so um so the teachers are really being heard um and and it and, and it's uh, it's fascinating to see that um uh that that impact um, so I, I think again, like going back to that, when I was talking about the landscape, um, we have the landscape of all these kind of cultural movements coming together and it's, um, this very, uh, uh exciting change, although it's also a change that is, uh, in some ways, the stories are not being told enough, right? Um, the, uh, they're, they're a little bit, um, I think sometimes not told to the, to the, to the extent that they could. I think they're told sometimes when teachers are organizing, it's talk, uh, they're talk, the, the, or the work that they're doing is described as kind of just doing some digital connecting kind of thing. That's not, that's not accurate, that they're actually doing or organizing and reorganizing professional development. You know, um, and so I guess this, what's, what Sam's story and kind of some of the patterning that you see speaks to some of the potential 
and some of the importance of continuing to share stories. So one of the things that like I want to see more of is people sharing those stories out um, of the ways that they're transforming, the ways that they're organizing, um, whether they're leveraging digital technologies or not, but the ways that they're connecting and transforming because this is this, it's there's a shift, you know, and, and we need to hear those stories more. Great. Um, we only have a few minutes left. One of the things that that um, maybe we can go into some final thoughts um, and also um, uh, I was thinking also about our next um, session on July 6th, I believe, um, where we'll talk about designing, organizing, and leading and this idea of like, so I guess one of my final thoughts <laughs> to, to connect to that is this idea that um, knowledge is sort of, it's not that super teacher narrative where, you know, there's sort of knowledge in this one place and it gets disseminated outward. You know, I really think in your book, you're really showing how actually like we're creating shared spaces of knowledge and we're doing that alongside each other and we're doing that alongside our students and everybody's knowledge is is important in that mix and that it's not that actually these are these are deeply relational stories that are happening they're not individual um um only um and that um and therefore, and, and, and that a lot of these shifts start to sort of make those, like the opportunity to, to recognize our shared expertise. I mean, Sam, I love that story of how your student took this thing and he knew what he was interested in and he sort of developed the project, you know, to sort of match the needs that he had for himself and for his work. Um, and how that influenced your teaching and your thinking about the sort of um, way that you were supporting your classroom. So, um, uh, so anyway, I guess I'm 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 really excited to sort of take those ideas and move into a discussion about um, continuing, like how people have been designing, leading, organizing through this work. How can we continue to design and lead and organize through this work? And I really invite anybody listening to participate in that conversation. I know that Kira and um, Sam are like organizing right now to continue this conversation too, um, both online and here in Philadelphia. So maybe you guys could talk about that and then we'll move into sort of final thoughts before we close. Here, go ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, well, Sam and I are going to be, like I mentioned, we're going to be leading a book group um, through the uh, Teacher Action Group and Caucus of Working Educators um, book series uh, groups uh, this summer. Uh, I think there's a link available. Um, yes, Christina's nodding yes. Um, if you're interested in signing up for that, um, if, if you're in Philly, and if you're at a distance, um, you can kind of join in some of the conversations at the Facebook group for book book clubs or individual readers, folks who are reading the book and kind of want to check in or share their story. Um, so those are two ways um, to connect and to um, organize and to, uh, and to start having those conversations with others. Um, and as I will talk about next week, it is uh, a, book, a book group is a form of an agentive 
um, tool, dentive practice, and I'll explain that a little bit more next time, not next week, but the next time we have a webinar, I'll explain more why that is. Uh, Sam, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I just wanted to say thanks, uh, Christina, for having us and Cure for, again, our ongoing uh, collaboration. And actually, like, talking this out, I'm, I'm like, think I'm working on a, a little short uh, article, like, of, like, what's everyday advocacy? And I think I've pretty much written the article out in my, in my, in our, in our notes. So I'm going to go back to the archive here and I've included the link, uh, on, on the sidebar there for like, uh, this, this link around every, everyday, everyday advocacy. Cause I think that's how we should kind of like look at this work again. It's like just ordinary teachers doing the extraordinary stuff that we do. Um, again, it's, it's been an honor being here and sharing and, uh, you know, amazing stuff is going to come out of even this conversation. So thanks again. Thank you. Thank you both. Yeah, thank you, Sam. Um, and thank you, um, uh, Kira, for putting this book together and for sort of bringing these ideas. I, 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 I feel like a lot of us are in these milieus and having a chance to really think about, like, how it all fits together is is really lovely um and i have to say that sam's the one who really in my life has um also reminded me like right media mobilizing project media be the media fellow connect with those people like these are really important resources for all the teaching and learning um that we do for ourselves and and support others and do with others. So that kind of asset mapping in this really um, powerful way I've been watching for many years and I've just learned a ton and been inspired by completely. So uh, thank you all for being here to talk about this work. And I'm really excited about this summer and want to sort of figure out how to uh, continue these conversations here too. Um, Kira, you mentioned the Facebook group too, right? So we'll get this. Okay, great. Um, and again, we will be back here at Educator Innovator on July 6th, this same time, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Um, Pacific, to talk about designing, organizing, leading in a connected world. And then on July 20th, we will um, continue the conversation and really talk about transformative teachers and educational change. So thank you all for being here and looking forward to uh, more ahead. <laughs>